I feel like I'm constantly on a microdose or on a macrodose when I'm walking through a forest. And I think that's the cool potential of, of mushrooms and fungi to open our minds to the vastness and interconnectedness of the world. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It sure is a beautiful day. I am Kat. Ooh, we got a good, interesting, revealing, educating conversation in the pipeline for you today with the founder of Rainbow Mushrooms, Tanya Papanikolov. This is really a conversation spelling out for you, us, The ABCs of medicinal mushrooms. What are their functions? How can they heal us? How are they treating anxiety and depression? How we can incorporate them into our everyday lives? A lot of the questions I think so many people have who are into health and wellness, mushrooms are very much creeping into the forefront of medicine and the forefront of health, and no one better than Tanya to sit down with me right here in my studio and break it all down for us beyond just the kind of physical transformations, life-changing transformations that mushrooms can provide. I love chatting with Tanya because we kind of dive into the consciousness piece, the energetic piece, and really how we are as one, we are connected to fungi from the earth, from the ground, from the soil. I mean, to hear Tanya talk about it, they are our ancestors. I mean, have you really thought about that? It's so cool. So we kind of geek out on all of that, we talk about the various kinds of functional mushrooms. There's turkey tail, there's chaga, there's reishi, there's lion's mane. You know, the list goes on and on. There's cordyceps. What are they? How are they all different? And the different ways that they can help our bodies from immunity to energy to brain power, de-stressing, longevity. I mean, why wouldn't you want to unlock all that mushrooms have to offer. I have been curious for a long time. You guys know this. I've talked about lion's mane on this show, how I add the powder to my coffee for cognitive function, enhancing, you know, my clarity, getting rid of brain fog, all those things. So I love that she points out in our interview today, just, you know, not all mushrooms are created equal and what we should be looking for if we're shopping for products like these to incorporate into our daily wellness regime. I think it's worth mentioning, we do get into psilocybin as well. And of course, that's a psychedelic that's mind altering, right? And I've talked about my now ceremonial experiences with psilocybin on this show. Maybe you missed it. 
And I just want to invite everybody to kind of drop maybe the preconceived notions you have about mushrooms because I was like you. I mean, I was the girl, Kathy, who didn't really do drugs. I mean, I had my first share of alcohol as a young woman coming up, but like in my mind back in the day, oh my God, mushrooms, they're shrooming. Oh, they're doing mushrooms. In my mind, that was super A, illegal, B, you know, dangerous, you know, classified up there with the worst of the worst drugs. And I think we can lay down that presumption now. And if you can listen to the way Tanya so eloquently describes what these are and how they work and how responsibly she promotes the use of mushroom because she will tell you, as you will hear, you know, this is meant to be done, psilocybin anyway, is meant to be done in a really safe environment with trusted friends or community. So I'm going to get out the way. Hey, while you're here, though, if you missed last week's episode, it was a wonderful, deeply personal conversation with actress Frida Pinto. So I invite you to go catch up on that. Listen to it if you missed it. A lot of good ones in recent weeks. So those are waiting for you if you missed it. But today we're going to press play on all things fungi with Tanya Papanikolov. I have to just tell you here at the beginning, this show, It Sure Is a Beautiful Day, is it's about a lot of things. And I think most of the, the people that listen come to learn things to kind of enhance their lives or to live more optimally or to stretch and think about things differently. And so by no means am I a health or wellness expert. Mushrooms in particular just are fascinating to me. And the little that I know, I just know the potential mm -hmm. of what they can do for everyone. So I, I love that you're here because I know that, you know, you're, this is probably going to be somewhat elementary for you to talk no, about it in terms like this. But I yeah. think that we can educate people and and teach them the power of fungi. How did kind of your love of mushrooms evolve? Totally. I grew up in a suburb, so it wasn't totally immersed in nature, okay. so to speak. I, I actually found and reconnected with nature and the forest later. Mm -hmm. And that was part of what, what really was integral in my healing journey. So what kind of got me, I mean, I don't really remember. I think like most kids, you don't really remember anything about mushrooms other than maybe seeing them on your plate mm -hmm. and not liking them or yeah. like the, you know, <laughs> texture as a kid. Yeah. My first encounter with mushrooms was in 2011 in a really significant way where I had just graduated from a nutritional science program. So I was really into food and healing through food for, uh, since I was a teenager and was introduced to medicinal mushrooms, chaga specifically. And it was just one of those moments where it was like this little seed that dropped mm. into my head. And I was just like something in my mind just kind of lit up where I, I heard about someone speaking to nature and herbs and mushrooms in a way that I had never heard anybody speak to mm -hmm. ever. And mm -hmm. so it, I was kind of amazed at that, that, that this even existed. That was in 2011. Okay. And I started to learn about the forest after that and learned about foraging and herbs and plants and would go out into, you know, like our big forests in Canada, in Ontario, around Nipissing, and had a really great mentor that 
took me through and that I started to learn from his knowledge. He'd written books on medicinal mushrooms and that was kind of my entry point. And I had this figure who helped me learn so much. Uh, And so I started brewing teas. And at that point too, I was kind of like really looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a in you know a twenty year old today, I'm yeah. sure it comes with its its own complexities. At the same time, the internet's just like so wide and vast, and information's at our fingertips. Yeah. But I still think some of this, I'll you know I don't even want to call it alternative, but some of right. this information is hard to access because it's not necessarily mainstream. Right. Although the health food store has evolved, and it's not you know as niche as it as it used to be. I, we've definitely evolved in in the past 10 years. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you said that, you know, your entry point was a little bit about your own healing or mushrooms being used as medicine. Mm -hmm. What were you going through or needing or craving or why was this personal for you? It's so fascinating because, so I had a lot of allergies Mm -hmm. and irritable bowel syndrome, Mm -hmm. which was not really diagnosed. And what's really cool and fascinating about IBS, I'm actually doing some research on it right now, is that it was once thought of as a gut motility issue Mm -hmm. where it was like a true digestive disorder, a disorder of like how fast transit times are moving through the system. And they knew that anxiety and depression and some like mental health issues would come into play. Mm -hmm. But now research has, you know, kind of moved away from that version of looking at it because it's actually just this interaction with the gut-brain axis and it is caused by the brain and it's also caused by the gut just because of how closely those two are linked. And so it's really this issue of of the mind and of our ability to perceive our environment. And And so it's like us and the environment and this, you know, intimate interaction of how we are perceiving anything. And there is what it is, and then there's also our perception of what is. And what's real is our perception, and that's the manifestation that it takes in the body. So I was really navigating that path with blinders on, but just with like continual curiosity. Mm. And what started to feel good was yoga and meditation and plants and adaptogens and mushrooms and learning about them. And I kind of just kept leaning into that because I was like, oh, this is this is what feels good. I was in a high stress job mm-hmm. that wasn't my like, wasn't in alignment with who I am, which I've since realized is probably the most vital part of health for me is that sense of alignment and like soul purpose that I think we need to teach teenagers and mm-hmm. 20-somethings so desperately because it's just such a secret to life's happiness and to feeling, you know, a sense of like contribution to. Man, did you hit the nail on the head? Because I mean, just speaking of mental health and hearing, yes, about how many young people in particular are struggling and feel stuck and paralyzed. And I know parents of children like that who are just at a loss because they're Completely. like, I can't figure it out. And it's maybe a medication or maybe it's this, but it's like what you just said, having a purpose. And I think a lot of I think maybe a lot of people are missing that piece. The unlock mm-hmm. is is the lack of the soul being yeah. knowing why it's here or yeah. what it has to do. And maybe that is because of social media and all of the distractions and all of the things coming at people today. I really do, God, sympathize so much with that struggle. So, so much. And like, yeah. I mean, 
went through it too mm. completely. I spent like, I don't know why. I like in my 20s, I was like, I, I spent years reading about Dharma, like books about Dharma, mm-hmm. because I was like, I feel like I want to do something and it's not this. And like, who do I talk to? Who can help me navigate this? But it's also so interesting if you look at Eastern cultures, because if you look to Tibet or India or any any cultures that have spirituality really ingrained in their culture, in language, in like how you connect with your family or just how you relate to life, how you just see life, there is that embedded piece of of dharma, of spirituality, of like, and it's not religion, it's just this ability to connect to this element. Mm. And if you think about this, like, you know, if we have this holistic view of how we exist as humans on the mental capacity, there's spiritual, you know, the body, the mind, the soul. In our Western culture, there's that big, big part of soul is really not, it's, it's really just unexplored. And I think we all we also have a lot of trauma around religion and religiosity and what that has done, which is kind of just put this huge bias and kind of awkwardness around our spiritual existence, mm-hmm. which has been a, a huge, it's an interest of mine and, and a big process of mine, which I feel was so integral in my healing journey. And, and then of course, with mushrooms coming in mm-hmm. and like that experience in and of itself has been so special because I, I genuinely feel like I get to convene with another life form that I actually get information from and oh. inspiration and like can walk into a forest and just like you know be completely taken away by this interconnected layer oh my gosh which is convening with another another life form that is so cool it is cool and anybody can do it i know see that's what's so interesting and and just back to tie all that together the spirituality and the soulfulness and this medicine and this other life form I don't know what it is or why it seems so foreign to people, or maybe it's the fear of it, or maybe, you know, once upon a time, it seemed so hippy dippy, you know, Mm -hmm. it just wasn't, although it's available to everybody and you can sit here and say, you've walked the walk, you're living the life and how it served you. There just seems to be this allergy for some people to to go down that road mm-hmm. when, in fact, you know, if if I believe if if we all did more of that, you know, again, there is the gift if, if you can go yeah. there and if you can explore it and you can learn, which is why I'm glad that you're here. All right, now that you guys are getting educated on the power of mushrooms, I want to tell you all about the power of plums. Okay, so chances are that you've heard about beauty brand Le Prunier, their first product, the Plum Beauty Oil. Oh my gosh, so ultra popular. Everybody's been raving about it. My boyfriend Greg actually was the one that turned me on to it. I was an Insta fan for a lot of reasons. I mean, plums, who knew the power of this ingredient and what it can do for your skin. So Le Prunier is spearheaded by the Taylor sisters. There are three of them. 
They upcycle plums from their organic family farm, which has been around for decades and decades, certified organic for more than 30 years. Their newest release, though, is what I want to tell you about. It's the Plum Screen SPF 31. You guys, I am so obsessed with this. It is my new morning go-to right before I put on my makeup every single day. And it's very difficult to find a sunscreen like this one. Plum Screen is an award-winning formulation. It features Le Prunier's patented leading ingredient, the antioxidant-rich Plum Superfruit Complex, which shelters the skin. It protects the skin. And clinical studies have shown that plum screen actually improves the appearance of skin texture and reduces hyperpigmentation. I've done my own studies, and I'm telling you, my skin has never looked better. I always have that issue with hyperpigmentation. And honestly, that has just melted away. Both Le Prunier's beauty oil and the plum screen are clinically tested, dermatologist-approved, cruelty-free, and consciously crafted. Since using the beauty oil and the plum screen, I've noticed that my skin, it feels hydrated much longer. The overall texture of my skin is very smooth, really beautiful. I've been getting so many compliments. And we've got to talk about the smell of plums. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but try these products because the scent is calming and it's really divine. I just love the scent of these products, natural, organic. It's almost like smelling something that's good for you but you're obviously putting this on your skin. I have plum screen SPF 31 in my vanity. I've also got the travel size in my car. You guys use my code. Get your discount. Thank me later. Go to lepreneur.com. Use code CAT15 for 15% off. That's L-E-P-R-U-N-I-E-R. Go to their website. Use my code CAT15 for 15% off. Get your plum screen SPF 31 and protect yourself with a beautiful sunscreen that gives you this dewy and radiant finish. And by the way, layers beautifully with makeup. That's lepreneur.com. Code CAT15. Let's talk about mushrooms and fungi and this life form. And I love that you say you just walk in the forest and you feel like you're microdosing <laughs> or macrodosing or whatever. But but how did, you know, the learning begin? You mentioned the seed. You mentioned you had a mentor. But, I mean, what is the overall healing property of mushrooms in general for people? So I guess just to answer the first question, the process of starting to learn about them was pretty long. It was a like a many years of study into holistic and alternative health, mm-hmm. including Ayurveda and some traditional Chinese medicine, but really just looking at the body and its systems on a different level mm-hmm. and looking at kind of the root cause of physical manifestations of any illness, mental, emotional, physical. So... That's been a long process. And I think like, you know, one thing I just, based on what you said before too, it's like, I, I, I always want to try and communicate that nothing, nothing is ever a panacea. Like any, any substance, any plant, any, any drug, any prescription. I think what I always like to really encourage people to do is like 
really be committed and curious about their body and just start on a life. It's going to be a lifelong journey mm -hmm. of health. And you have to get excited about it and kind of get behind it and behind yourself and your community. And, and it's often a health issue that leads us there, like, because yeah. we, we get challenged and we see the preciousness of that. But the learning can start anywhere. And it's so cool because it's all over social media now, but there's tons of books. So I just wanted to mention that. But then the second piece you had asked was on what actually are the properties of these fungi. Okay. And there's just so many. There's so I mean, many. I mean, I, I mean, it, it sounds like, I mean, you must, I mean, how many are there? I mean, because oh. we know some of the main ones and now like in, in, you know, terms today of health, we hear about lion's mane, we hear yeah. about chaga, we hear about some of these what do you call them? Varieties? Yep. Okay. So the fungi kingdom is this overarching kingdom similar to, you know, humans, plants. They have their own life form. They're really similar to humans. We actually branched off from them. They're our ancestors hundreds of millions of years ago. And they have a lot of similarities to us, though. And so within that, you have this kind of like large overarching filament structure called mycelium that pervades most of the biosphere. So underneath the soil in every forest, any like heavily, you know, soiled area, probably cities, there's, they're definitely more sparse. But within the soil itself, we have this underground invisible network to the naked eye. You could see it, but it's, you know, you'd have to really go digging. Mm -hmm. But that's the mycelial network that is this interconnected kind of highway that's transferring communication, molecules, you know, water, food to plants. Energy. Um, energy, yeah, mm -hmm. signals. Mm -hmm. And so that's this this mycelial network that's often discussed okay. as this kind of mat. Yes. And from that, so if you think about a tree. I mean, I don't even want to skip over what you just pointed out. They are our ancestors. I mean, I think a lot of people actually don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we are, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and I, you know, we were like a farm in very simple town, you know, it's like you had your biscuits and gravy, maybe threw in some vegetables, <laughs> even though you could grow it in the backyard. But yeah. like we are, you know, so intimately tied to mushroom. I mean, I think some people are still asleep on that notion, but it's, they are in fact our ancestors and yeah. that interconnectedness, that piece is so mind blowing and cool. And I see why it like you get off on this. Yeah. Stuff. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just yeah. start the learning, it's wow. It's fascinating. A, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Like, it's so true. It's, it's like, what? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you you can really look at like like just anything on this planet as like this coevolution of life mm -hmm. of a of a life form mm -hmm. of our collective existence mm -hmm. on earth. It's wild. Mm -hmm. So, if you think about this mycelium as as a tree, you can think about the leaves as these like, you know, kind of the leaves and and the fruit as a mushroom that actually pops up. So the mushroom's like the apple on an on an apple tree and the mycelium are the roots of the tree and the trunk and everything. So what we see like to the naked eye is this mushroom that pops up from the earth and that's actually the reproductive organ of the fungi of the of the mycelium and their their purpose is to come up and spread spores and they can do that via like creating winds like strong winds from that spore release. Mm -hmm. They use humans and animals as vectors to kind of spread the the spores and and it kind of, you know, spreads the mycelium from there. I don't even remember how we got onto this tangent, but but all the different the I guess the variations of mushrooms. So, yes. as it pertains to 
everyday people in everyday yep. life and how it can serve their overall health. What are some of the main ones that, you know, you get excited about or that you have now mm -hmm. incorporated into your business that people can, you know, take and yeah. benefit from? Totally. So th there's five of the most famous medicinal or functional mushrooms. Those are kind of interchangeable words. So there's lion's mane, turkey tail, reishi, chaga, and cordyceps. Those are the ones that are kind of the most famous ones. There's also a ton of others like mm -hmm. oyster and agaricon and royal sun shiitakes. Those are all also functional. And some of them are also edible. So there's kind of the edible category and then functional edibles as well. And we use a combination of both. But the ones that are, people are really excited about are particularly lion's mane mm -hmm. because of its just brain boosting abilities. It has two really incredible compounds that are being studied for their ability to regrow nerves. We have, I have friends who have had spinal column injuries who are using lion's mane with great success. And so lion's mane is being studied for neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's, dementia as preventative agents for that. And across the board, they just are all going to support the immune system. Mm -hmm. and what's really cool is that they also have that function in nature, is that they're actually like creating an immune system for themselves to support that. They're also the immune system of the forest. And then they confer those benefits to the human body as well. Because, you know, we're similarly fighting off the same parasites, the same, you know, fungal agents, the same parasitic kind of pieces, bacteria. So we are really working with the same kind of, the same, yeah. System. System. Flawed system. Exactly. Microorganisms. Lion's mane, I think of that because that, that happens to be the one that I personally take. I mean, I put the powder in my coffee most mornings yeah. and I, I feel like it's doing something good. I don't know how to measure it exactly, but I'm thinking, okay, for cognitive health, let mm -hmm. me give this a go. And, you know, are all these powders or supplements or pills or tinctures or whatever they are, I mean, they can't all be created equal, huh? I mean, no. that's the yeah. difficult part. Yeah. Like, because we can talk about it broadly, but then people are listening, you're like, kind of, where do I how begin do I or well, yeah. how do I even know? Yeah. That's kind of what started me on this on this as well. I, I kind of wanted to know the source mm -hmm. of these mushrooms and what kind of led me to starting Rainbow. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, they're not all started, they're not all created equally. And what I will say about that is actually emailing any brand or, or provider of these mushrooms and, and asking a few quick key questions which is, are the mushrooms extracted? Are they duly extracted by water and alcohol, or is it just a raw mushroom powder? Because a raw mushroom powder won't be digestible, or the body won't be able to absorb it. It'll just pass through, and you're not actually getting those beneficial health compounds mm. that you would. So basically, a mushroom has like a chitinous membrane that needs to be broken apart by a hot water extract and an alcohol extract, ideally. So that extracted powder is really important or an extracted liquid. And then there's a lot of debate between mycelium versus biomass versus fruiting body. So I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's kind of this kind of debate within the industry where some companies are really all for mycelium. Others are kind of using this, you know, maybe full spectrum mycelium and fruiting body. And then there's fruiting body. And so what that basically means is just the life and growth stage of the mushroom when it's cultivated. So if you think about how to cultivate a mushroom, you have, you know, some starting material which would which could include sawdust, 
rice, oats, something along those lines, a carbohydrate that the mushroom, the mycelium would eat, that gets inoculated with fungi, with a fungal culture, which then starts to eat that block of the brown rice. And this mycelium, like basically mycelium is just going to be the the starting enzymatic phase of the life cycle of a mushroom. And when you let that grow, it's going to actually grow into a mature mushroom that looks like what you and I would recognize as a mushroom. And that's what we choose to use at Rainbow. That's where the science lies in terms of like what's been used traditionally in Mm -hmm. traditional Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. And also what our ancestors like would have been walking through a forest and seen a mushroom. Mm -hmm. And that's what they would have used. Like it's it's just so intuitive that you would actually use the real mushroom. But the mycelium is much faster to cultivate and grow, whereas a mushroom might take four months to grow. So there's a lot of, a lot more time and effort that comes into creating a fruiting body product. So that's my preference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And just to, again, go, you know, break it down on simple terms, you know, lion's mane we talked about for cognitive health, mm-hmm. it's great for that. There are other benefits, clearly, and I love how you actually list them on the Rainbow website, like in shop by benefit, whether yeah. you want some immunity properties or whether yeah. you want to de-stress or whether, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Can you talk through a couple of those key points yeah. for people listening who go, you know, how might this apply to my body and my life? Yeah, so I think the the you know, de-stressing mushroom is, is a great place to start for almost everybody because we're so inundated by stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I would I would recommend reishi and cordyceps for stress. Okay. Those are kind of, reishi is this beautiful calming mushroom that some people are using for sleep. And that's my daily go-to for an adaptogen. So just mm-hmm. how I kind of support my body through stress, running a business, all that, being in a city. Mm-hmm. And, and similarly with the cordyceps, those are two known adaptogens. So not all mushrooms are adaptogens, but those two are. Okay. So they're going to have beneficial properties for stress levels, cortisol. Okay. Cordyceps is also really great for energy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have this kind of like relaxing and balancing effect on the the body mm-hmm. and our ability to cope. Chaga is an amazing kind of the, this king of medicinal mushrooms. Rishi is known as this queen of medicinal mushrooms. Chaga is... Chaga is the king. Well, what's Chaga do? Chaga is like, <laughs> ma- like an incredible master antioxidant. So this beautiful black conch that grows on a tree that's just like pure black liquid, which is very rare to find that in nature. Lots of herbs will, you'll get a dark extract from, but it's very powerful. It's been used for just, you know, anti-cancer. I don't even know if we can say that mm. on the podcast, but there's a lot of amazing, amazing studies that you can look into for people who have cured lots of different conditions with chaga. Same with reishi. They're, they're all like going to be incredible for an immune system gone awry. Okay. So chaga is amazing. You can have it as like in your, mor- in your morning coffee, just as a cup of tea, really. It's going to, I for a while just kind of replaced my coffee with it and would have mm. like a constant pot boiling Whoa. of chaga tea. And can you do all of these simultaneously? Yeah, absolutely. Is there is such a thing as, you know, ODing on too many mushrooms? <laughs> I think with anything, there's, there's, you know, too much of a good thing. I think with a functional dose, anywhere yeah. between like one and three grams, mm-hmm. you're good. If you wanted to high dose mushrooms for, for like with a, you know, functional practitioner mm-hmm. for a specific, you know, ailment or mm-hmm. something that you're going through, you could go up to eight to 15 grams mm-hmm. of mushrooms daily. And that would be for a very short period of time to just kind of get through whatever you're getting through. Yes.
Hey guys, wanted to take a quick break to tell you about a project very near and dear to my heart. I'm so excited to tell you about my brand new video series. It's called Midlife and Me. I have pulled you guys countless times on social, like, what do you want me to deep dive into? What should I explore? What topics should I be talking about? And you always come back to this season of life, what it is like to be a middle-aged woman, what we're going through, how we're feeling, how we are changing, because so many people are not having these much-needed conversations. So I'm doing a deep dive. It's an eight week video series. It's going to be raw. I'm taking you super behind the scenes of my life. You're not going to see this content anywhere else on social. You've got to subscribe to this series. It's eight weeks long. I'm going to send you at least two videos a week. The cool thing is these are texted directly to your messages on your phone. So you just hit play. It's going to be right there in your messages. I'm so gosh, nervous. I'm taking you to my plastic surgeon. I'm exploring all that goes along with the physical changes of our bodies. I'm taking you to doctors. I'm having conversations with my friends and experts. I'm taking you to my bedroom. We're talking about sex and libido and hormones and all of the things. I've heard from you. You know, many of you are like me. Why am I having trouble sleeping? Why is my body so bloated? Why do I feel like someone has hijacked my emotions? You are not alone. So come along with me on this journey. It's called Midlife and Me. You need to subscribe. If you subscribe now, sign up now. It's $19.99 for the full eight weeks, all of April and all of May. But you got to sign up early to get the discount of $19.99, a one-time fee. I hope you understand I've brought you this show at absolutely no cost to you. So if you can support me in this way, I would really, really appreciate it. I want to bring you this content. Gotta make my living too. So thanks for understanding and thank you for the support. Let's go there. Let's go there. Midlife and me. The link to sign up is in the description of the podcast show notes. It's also on my IG profile. It's also on my website. You can find it anywhere. The link is there. You'll get a text. Boom. You're signed up. Okay, now back to the show. Where does psilocybin fit into all this? Or does it? Well, I mean, for Rainbow, we, well, yeah, it's it's currently not legal in, in Canada right. on its way towards decriminalization, mm-hmm. legalization. But I mean, psilocybin fits in. It's not a functional mushroom. So it's going to have, and that's, you know, a common question we get, which is like, am I going to get high from this? And the answer is no. Yeah, I mean, with psilocybin, it's you could extract it. It's kind of more common to eat that whole mm-hmm. and to ground it up and to, or to have it in a capsule. And that's going to have mind-altering effects to the tune of like, you know, you'll feel a buzz or dep- really depending on how much you have, it will have hallucinogenic effects. So... Are, know, you, are you a fan of psilocybin? Are you... I, I, because just, again, that's another word that's in the conversation yeah, a lot. Sure. And people are exploring it or talking about it psychedelics the power of healing again you know it's Mm -hmm. being used in mental health treatments now and on the one hand it has this terrible stigma that it's like a drug or it's Mm -hmm. bad or it's you know illegal but so many people are starting to open their minds to it and see what the power of it is i'm just curious what you your thoughts are it's it's incredible it's like such an incredible tool and teacher Mm -hmm. and i think it's crazy the way that it's been uh, like literally classified as the worst 
drug, like a class three with her like heroin and cocaine. Like it's just, yeah. it's kind of Whoa. so wild to think of it that way. It's, it's the substance that comes from the earth that, you know, I don't, are you familiar with Terrence McKenna? Mm -mm. Okay. Wow. I mean, mm. he was so instrumental in a big process I went through in 2017 and 18 before starting to, you know, before I decided to create Rainbow. Mm -hmm. And it, he's an incredible like philosopher and huge psychonaut that really brought a lot of, I mean, I, like wisdom would be an understatement. It was, it's like pure poetry of what he spoke. So Food of the Gods is an incredible book that I recommend anybody read to understand these possibilities, but he's somebody that, you know, really opened my mind to this idea that our consciousness is ours, and yet it's also being so controlled and manipulated. Mm -hmm. And so you have a substance like psilocybin that is natural, it's from the earth, it has profound effects on how, like, we, how our hearts can open, how our minds can change, like, I don't know if you've ever had an experience, but I mean, the level of complete and utter unity and like you know it's just like the veil has been removed you feel like you know you could you could stare at this little you know leaf or or a piece of bark for an hour and you get it and you get how connected we are you get that this is me and, and you or I and it's it has it has the ability to like absolutely change minds change the world and just do radical things mm. and so that creates a society that might be harder to be controlled and managed just thinking of thinking of our consciousness mm -hmm. as this this conduit for really what we're here to experience mm -hmm. and reclaim and understand and find connection and our and purpose and how that's really been controlled and we have other mind altering substances there's coffee there's tea there's alcohol and yet none of them quite do what psilocybin can do right and so i think when used with intention mm -hmm. it is a very very profound tool mm. oh, that's so beautiful and so interesting and uh, so layered right as to like where it's gonna go from here where it once was i mean i'm mm -hmm. just thinking of probably most people in mainstream life you know probably thought of quote unquote mushrooms the way I did growing up again I was like in the bible belt in the midwest and yeah. and once upon a time it was like oh you know people were doing shrooms or something it was mm -hmm. like oh shame on them or oh that's naughty or, you know yeah. it was like a judgment and as someone who myself the only real like drug I've done most of my life is alcohol which now I have all new feelings about <laughs> which think is the worst drug there <laughs> is and it's the yeah. worst poison of all which I'm finally waking up to that realization. But about a year ago, I did try a ceremonial dose of psilocybin and, and it was just magical. I mean, mm -hmm. magical. Completely. And I've, you know, I've spoken about it on this podcast because of my curiosity and shared a little bit of my experience and have dipped into a, just a little bit of microdosing since. But I hear everything you're saying. And just for people listening, it is, I just, I, I do hope people can, can, maybe reframe or let go of or think about it maybe a little bit differently because like you said it's from the yeah. earth and it's it's just it's hard to describe it's hard to describe but I, like i think that's such an important point to touch on though because 
it's scary. I think you have to go into any ceremony, no matter if you're doing a microdose or a, like a bigger dose, it's mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. And I think it's mm -hmm. like you have to brace yourself and you can never really go into it with too much ego or like, oh, I've got this. Yeah. Just because it's it's a big experience mm -hmm. and like it's okay to tiptoe towards that or to like take small steps and you don't have to go in doing this big, crazy, heroic dose. I think it's really really important that people kind of like s slowly move towards that because yeah. those realms are a lot to navigate yeah. and if you have trauma which most of us do but if you have really big trauma to work through what that can unlock for you mm -hmm. is so big and you need so much support before the experience after the experience mm -hmm. to integrate it to mm -hmm. then like sometimes people will have these experiences and then they're like nothing will like nothing will ever be the same and 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 like and i have to go back to my life and and live my life like how do i do that yeah. so you want to make sure that people are prepared for that not that it's going to like you know doesn't have to change your life completely but yeah. i don't want to scare anybody but there's i just think it's so important to have yeah. to like slowly work towards that and find a circle community a circle of care that can support you through that process because so true. it's big and yeah. I understand why people are afraid of it, but what's on the other side of it is truly so mm. liberating and, mm -hmm. you know, mm. just incredible stories of people who've been liberated of, of yeah. their trauma, of their PTSD, of lifelong anxieties, of like of being able to find forgiveness, like crazy, beautiful things that we, we all need so much, that our world needs so much more of. Yes. There's a certain reverence to it mm -hmm. right like the just the respect of like yeah. the nature piece but then yes it is it is big and that's wonderful advice for anybody listening who starts to do their deep dive and research and and maybe consider going mm -hmm. that way like when you say when you were saying you know sometimes now just when i go into the forest i feel like i'm microdosing or macrodosing are you referring to like the psychedelic mushroom or you just mean just mushrooms in general? Like, I don't, I don't know the terminology to know like what. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually just kind of think that I've had, a, I've had a lot of experiences with, with psilocybin, microdosing and macrodosing. And I'm kind of at a point now where it's like, I just want to be intentional with it. Yeah. And it's like, it's a big thing. And you don't need it very often, personally, I, I don't think. But everyone has a different experience with it. And there are some people that are microdosing that are using it every day. And it's really helping their ADHD or ADD yeah. or get off meds, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So there's lots of different ways and some cool research coming out about microdosing specifically. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, like with that relation to being in a forest, it's like I just generally what I've learned from working with fungi has me in this perpetual state of awe. And that's the beauty of the psychedelic experience too. And it's actually one of the like medicinal properties of what it elicits in us is a sense of awe. And when you can do that, there's there's different areas of the brain that are opened when, when you're sensing awe. Like it's almost like a childlike sense of wonder and curiosity and play. And that is wired in us and and probably rewired out of us as adults and we're just like a oh, tree flower bee you know like so easy to just walk through life like that yes. and so I think I've just had so many experiences with both functional and 
and you know psilocybin mushrooms at this point that when I when I walk into a forest or just am, am in nature, I'm so hyper present to this Fibonacci sequence spiral growing out of a daisy where I'm like, that's completely this like psychedelic beautiful or, or a succulent that's like, you know, that like I'm just like so in awe of nature now. And it's, I think that's the magic that it's brought me. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I so get it. I my my partner and I, Greg, we always tease because we were also, I think we connect inherently on like we go in a forest, we love trees. And like I even just yesterday met him in Santa Monica and I was like, Do you ever notice the trees in Santa Monica? They're just <laughs> they're different than the trees in Hancock Park. You know, I'm always paying attention yeah. to just the detail. I'm like, we are are we we're like we always connect on that. But it's interesting how some people are going through life based on whatever their experiences have been where it's like they don't see the tree. They don't mm -hmm. see the flower. They mm -hmm. don't see the weather. You know, it's yeah. like by no fault of theirs, but it's like I want that for people so deeply. Like I want – I it, with or without mushrooms, and if mushrooms are maybe a conduit to get there, like how cool is that? So cool. Because – it's free to us. It's where we came from, like you said. It's like it's 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 so beautiful and simple, but yet so complex all at mm -hmm. the same time. So, I I'm picking up what you're putting down as my point. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I'm not to your level, but I'm like, oh, maybe I would like to be. I'd like yeah. to extract myself from LA and and live in that space. Well, no, I think I you know I don't think you need to like fully move out of the forest. I think I think it's like what by 2050, like 70 percent of humans on the planet are going to live in cities. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like it's pretty wild. And I, I do think we need to have access to the park, like a park or, you know, it doesn't have to be that you need to fully move to this, like, an island. Yeah, Although we, we actually tease please. about that, but you're right. No, <laughs> please. It was so funny. My friend recently was, we were in LA together and she was like, you know, and she's a florist and, and, uh, and she was like, I, I really think like, because the flora and fauna here are next level. Mm. It's beautiful. And she was like, you know, I think that the plants in LA are what's really grounding this place mm. in a in a in a city of so much mm. elevation, possibility, inspiration, like everything happening. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to hear yeah. that because it was like the these beautiful plant like massive cacti mm -hmm. are beautiful trees, like just wild nature, beautiful plants, trees, fauna that you have in this city. And I was like, yeah, that feels really right. I think it is helping to ground it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a good observation. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Well, I want to talk about Rainbow a little because you've taken your knowledge and your experiences. You've now turned this into a business and you're getting so much attention and the timing is just, you know, spot right. on and right. <laughs> and yeah. And so what has your vision been for Rainbow and what are you hoping to do? Well, I mean, the vision has always been to provide people with the highest quality mushrooms that people can trust. Sourced in Canada, which is was really kind of imperative to me in starting a business. I just wanted to have it local and then COVID broke out and I was like, whoa, this was smart. Yeah. But just, you know, having yes. a having a sustainable business, that was kind of what made sense to me. But I mean, the vision is really getting people's minds open and, and getting them access to these natural fungi and maybe some plants that can 
support their bodies as they move through life and to really get people like invested and excited about their health journey from the preventative approach, but also being able to use it for like anything acute that might come up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's been so much education, which I love to do and kind of was what I was doing before starting a business. So the education piece around fungi and just getting people excited, like excited. And like, I think we exist in this time now where you are your own healer and there's experts that will help guide you, but truly nothing, nothing beats the intelligence of one's body. And if you can just cue up the right kind of processes in the body, the body knows what to do. And I think we need to just trust ourselves to do that and to allow for that self-healing mechanism and process to happen and provide people with some natural tools to help get there, whether it's, you know, there's such a range now, whether it's meditation or breath work or mushrooms, adaptogens, there's so many things now that are basically going to help to reset the nervous system. And these brilliant, intelligent compounds from nature come into our body and know what to do and help the body find balance, which is just so beautiful. And we exist in times that are so counter to that with so much stress and like constant bombardment that I always kind of envisioned Rainbow as this oasis for people to learn about themselves and their body and nature and, and fungi and get into the forest. We we host like foraging trips every mushroom season. So in September and October, hoping to do that in more cities. And those are like, you know, talk about awe, like the, the, the colors, bright blue, neon green, purples, pinks. It's just, it's so like seeing the look on everybody's face is just you know, you go out and learn together. And so, I mean, providing high quality products and getting our mushrooms into millions of hands is, is the vision. Mm. And yeah, it's not like I, I'm not a business person, like per se, when I started this in 2017, I was like, mushrooms literally changed my life, which they did in 2016 when I was macro dosing Rishi. And I was just like, this needs to get out to more people. And it was before the like, craze of like the big boom started to happen so the timing was perfect and everybody was really ready and like I think of this like mycelial mushroom consciousness emerging and and so it's yeah like it's it's been such a cool ride and and how how is the business for you as someone who had never started a business and now (laughs) obviously there's demand like how big are you or how many employees do you have or how much support do you have where so there's five employees now, including myself. So there's five of us. We're still pretty small, but I love I love a lean team. I mean, the business is the biggest. It's been the biggest learning process of my life, and I I mean, yeah, I've just grown so much through it in terms of leadership, in terms of talk like you know finding compassion for people that I mean, yeah, just there's been so many so many different experiences I've had through this. So many of them, like majority of them positive. And then a handful of like rotten things that happen where you're like, oh, I didn't know people like that were in business. Mm -hmm. Like that sucks. Mm -hmm. But it helps you just grow and move through that stuff. And so like like integrity and really like standing for a team of women, which is so exciting to be employing women and putting them in leadership roles. And like, just, I love working. I love women. So 
so we have fun and I think that's part of the process. And I've just, I really believe in a different work culture too, where we can have flex flexibility and like, and I, I, I genuinely mean that, like, yeah. you know, I, I think like we're in a new age and time yeah. of, of work and mm-hmm. of like what that means and what that looks like for lifestyle and how that has to integrate. And I felt that way before COVID. I was like, I don't, you know, you know, who knows, like however big rainbow gets, maybe we'll need an office at some point. But I was like, for now, we're absolutely all gonna be remote, get mm-hmm. together, like go on team retreats and do t- team building exercises. But it's it's definitely been something I've, I've grown into. It's been like truly such an evolution mm-hmm. of learning different skills. And I, and I have to like come back to what I love, which is learning and educating. I think that's like at the core of who I am and what I love to do. And I get to do that and also do a lot of other things. When you reflect on Tanya as a young girl, does does the life you're living, the path you're on, this conscious, intentional offering, does that feel suited to you? Like now does it all kind of make sense oh, yeah. when you connect the dots? 100%. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I mean, I was, yeah, I was like really into just like supernatural things and – I mean, it's a long story, but it all it all makes so much sense. I was very intuitive. Mm. I had a lot of like really fascinating dreams. Mm. I learned about having supernatural powers from a young age because I could like m- like literally manifest things instantly, like physical things. And so I always I always knew that I you know when I was like little, I, the first thing I told my parents was like I'm here to help people, and I really felt that. So I, I I feel a very strong sense of that alignment. Mm. And like my chart too is very much like very oriented towards consciousness of the collective. Like mm. my Mars is in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So very much of that like higher realm. I practice Kundalini. I teach Kundalini to my team. It's been like very transformative for me. But also I have this Taurus energy that's like made to be working with the, the soil and plants and, and mushrooms. So... There's definitely like, yeah, a strong alignment. That is, that just gives me, <laughs> that gives me chills. I hear you talk about how you get chills sometimes when you hear the truth, but it actually yeah. just kind of like gave me chills. That's so, we've been talking about manifesting on this show lately. It's so interesting. I think even yeah. just my last guest. So that's really, that's a powerful thing if yeah. it comes naturally to you. Yeah. And it's available. It's another one of those things we can just all tap into. I just totally. I'm so turned on by that. I was. I'll share this interesting article with you that I was reading recently about the. It's a bit of a divergence here, but it's just so fascinating because the mind is basically this conduit Mm -hmm. for us to perceive universal intelligence and to manifest that into reality. And the mind is not subject to just the brain. It's like impossible to define where that exists. And so it's kind of this pervasive collective mind that we have the ability to tap into, which is really like what, how you go from unmanifest reality, unmanifest consciousness and bring it into the reality that we are all in, that we've created in this 3D reality, which is just like, I mean, yeah, there's a really cool article on it that just explores how like just how that how 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 this actually all works well you're it's like you're describing that we're like mushrooms basically basically i mean you're kind of like yeah like that is so interesting like 
it's not just our brain. Our mind is our body. Our whole body. Totally. Every cell. Every every is cell. Our mind. Every cell. I mean, exactly. That is incredible. Yeah. I, that's why I think I'm just so like I don't know. Again, timing. We're all on our own journey, and things happen in, in different ways. And like I used to be interviewing, it was, my whole life was like interviewing A-list celebrities. I mean, that was my whole career. And now, you know, people are like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "That is the last." Not <laughs> that there's not, you know, I love people's stories. Period. Mm -hmm. But there's just something about this. Like you're, I, I just, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's just, yeah, so so fascinating and god it's like the power that lies within all of us to like you said heal ourselves and you know we talked about the mushrooms being kind of the the physically what they can do for us but yeah. the mind piece is is just as important and energy and yeah. and how it all works together yeah. and so that is just so so interesting i could talk to you all day but i know <laughs> you have a plane to catch as far as rainbow products go like if everybody listens to this show and they want to go and maybe try one thing in particular is their hero product mm. i know you have tinctures and how how what might be the best way to for people to to get introduced to totally this. yes and tinctures are not they're not super understood yeah like, to, to an extent that i don't know if they're as mainstream as say a capsule right but our products are are all liquid extracts so it's a dual extract that you can just put in water in coffee in matcha your tea so it's very easy to take on that front very bioavailable to the body because it starts to absorb right in the mouth mm. and i mean it's in terms of a hero product i would say lion's mane is everybody's favorite. It's our bestseller. It's an incredible product. It really depends on the sensitivity levels of the individual. Some people feel it instantly. Other times, like mushrooms are generally more subtle. So you, the idea is that you use them over time and they're supporting you over time for extended periods of time. So you can, you know, take them for, you can take them for life. I mean, I've been on them for like four, almost five years now, but I would say Lion's Mane is a great place to start. Rishi is really wonderful. I've been taking those two right now for nervous system support. So kind of like brain and just stress levels. Mm -hmm. Rishi's my all-time favorite mushroom. Mm. Just so supportive. Mm. And it feels like feminine, like just good. Mm. Feels like it supports my hormones, my liver, skin health, sleep, and stress. Mm. And I love that. Stress. I want everybody see Here's like the way you're describing the the healing properties of mushrooms. It's like I think of all the people, very much myself, completely guilty of like, let me just have wine, let me just have a drink, let me this it's because everybody's nervous systems right are, you know, all over the place. Over. If if you don't have the practices like yeah. yoga, if you're not practicing meditation. Of course, like the, we're spiraling, right? The mm -hmm. world, the demands, the pressures, mm -hmm. the responsibilities, the you know, all of it, but. I, I'm now myself, I, I really want to like try to get in the habit of ingesting this and just, just to see, like yeah. I'm inviting everybody just yeah. to see, like maybe yeah. you just give up your wine in yeah. March or April and, yeah. and maybe just try to insert this instead and let's just see how we let's feel. Little Look bits, at, yeah. right? Look at your cycle. That's yeah. always a great indication yeah. if you're menstruating, like check that out. Yeah. I think if, if you can tr make that trade off too, where you're like, cut out one habit, right? maybe it's wine, maybe it's just going to bed a bit earlier, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And just try that. And what I like, I really think like the entire world needs a dose of Rishi mm -hmm. and, and like on an, on a, on a frequent basis. I think our nervous systems are the thing that we probably talk about the least mm -hmm. and the thing that is the most inundated with the polarity, the hardships, 
the like trying to take in what is happening in our world mm -hmm. and make sense of that and, mm -hmm. and find a sense of safety, mm -hmm. the nervous system is going to be basically like continually activated for most people, yeah. unless you've, you are actively every single day telling yourself that you're safe, yes. telling yourself to take deeper breaths, doing yoga, meditating. Mm -hmm. But like ultimately that, that breath is gonna be so profoundly powerful. Mm -hmm. But most people are existing in this state of, there's something really cool called the cell danger response, which is basically this, this perpetual state where there may have been a past trauma and the nervous system hasn't healed. And so it is, just in a perpetual state of fight or flight of, of trying to protect the body whenever a small trigger comes and you can feel it. Like you get on some, sometimes randomly like a zoom call and you're like, why am I sweating? What, like, what is happening? Like whatever it is, or it's a sp specific day and you're on high alert. And so it's just like on those days, I think we have to like give ourselves grace and give ourselves the ability to be like, it's not the wine today. It's just like, I literally need five minutes to go in, you know, take eight breaths or take a gram of reishi and meditate and go to bed early. And it's hard. Slowing down is hard in our fast culture. Mm. But if you can get there and, and if even some of this sounds so foreign, you know, even meditation is still foreign to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yoga, you know, they have an idea of what it is and maybe it's not for them. I mean, I was that person too, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's like, I just want to describe it for people. It's just like the best hug you can ever mm -hmm. get, right? Like oh. it's there. It's 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 within us already. Yeah. And all these little things cumulatively can work. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm so glad we got a chance to meet. I feel like we could talk for three <laughs> hours because we just touched the surface on a lot of I little know. things. But when you do those retreats, you let us know. I want to come. Oh my gosh, I would love that. <laughs> I want to go. We'll have to do yeah. yoga together at some would point. I would love that. And thank you. So nice to chat with you. And thank you for what you're doing and putting into mm. the world. It's so commendable and admirable and we'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you for this podcast and having these conversations. Mm, my pleasure. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.